Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. And hey, how's everybody doing? Grant Napier on Listen Up. Great to have you on board talking about uh, a subject that I did my podcast on today. The backlash with Deshaun Watson now that he's a member of the Cleveland Browns. I read several excerpts from, you know, different columnists around the country. Uh, and it's really pretty uniform that uh, a lot of people are coming down on the Cleveland Browns. The fact that Deshaun Watson was not indicted by a grand jury in Texas earlier this month uh, does not mean that, you know, he's not guilty of sexual misconduct with the 22 women that have alleged sexual misconduct uh, with civil suits. And it's very interesting because does an individual who is not being prosecuted, who is not being brought up on charges, is not being indicted, does that preclude that individual from working? Again, I think it's pretty simple. We can make this analogy. I mean, if you want to compare it to the quote-unquote everyday person, and that would be me and in all likelihood you, you think we'd be getting the job? You think anybody would interview us with that hanging over our head? But in the world of pro sports, people like to turn their heads because they will do anything to win. And the Cleveland Browns, also the Atlanta Falcons and the New Orleans Saints, were prepared to do anything that they could to win. And so they gave up a ton of assets in terms of draft picks to get to Sean Watson. Then they gave him a ton of money. And yet this is a guy who has 22 women who have filed civil suits. And again, the fact that the grand jury did not find enough evidence to indict doesn't mean that Deshaun Watson is innocent of these allegations. The civil suits are going to be very interested or interesting going forward. So I want to talk about that. I, I guess a simple way to put this if you're a fan of the Cleveland Browns, do you have any problem with Deshaun Watson being your quarterback? If you're a fan of the NFL, many of us are, right? Do you have a problem with Deshaun Watson being in the National Football League? In other words, if he gets suspended for six games, does that make it okay that he allegedly was sexually abusive to 22 victims? I mean, so he gets suspended for six games. Does that mean he's not guilty? Does it mean what? I mean, I don't know where this is all going to go. I really don't. But I read some excerpts from some uh, columns. I thought Peter King was spot on. Jay Mariotti was spot on, and all the others that I read were spot on, except for that knucklehead Trevor Bauer and his tweet, which was just stupid. So anyway, I, I wanted to talk about uh, that today. I also did my rant on ESPN, and I'm done watching ESPN. With the exception, I made this very clear, I am done 
unless it's a live event such as the Masters or the NHL. Just doing it, all right? I mean, I am done. I'm absolutely done with ESPN. I'm done. I'm done. I'm so tired of their political BS, jamming it down our throats. I'm just done. I don't want anything to do with it. I don't want anything to do with it. So I'd like to know how you feel about that, because what happened during the NCAA tournament on Friday, talking about the women's tournament, by the way, um, I, you know, and again, ESPN has posted a Twitter thread now condemning anti-LGBTQ legislation ahead of Disney walkout. Quote, we stand with our LGBTQIA plus colleagues, friends, families, and fans. Well, I don't have any problem with the statement. I don't have any problem with you doing that on Twitter. That's fine. You're a company. That's fine. You stand in solidarity with them. Great. That's great. And you put out a statement, quote, ESPN believes in inclusivity and denounces legislation and actions across the United States that infringe on any human rights. We stand with our LGBTQIA plus colleagues, friends, families, and fans. We'll continue to partner with organizations that support the LGBTQIA plus community. Be accountable where we fall short of expectations and never stop telling stories about LGBTQIA plus athletes like the ones that we'll be sharing with this thread. Again, I don't have a problem with that statement. I really don't. That's a company that that's fine, but I do have a problem with a two-minute moment of silence and your announcers getting political while they're announcing a game. That I have a problem with. I do have a problem with that. Now, as far as the bill in Florida, the don't say gay bill, all right, is what critics have called the bill in Florida. To me, believe whatever you want. We're going to have a difference of opinion as it relates to this bill, okay? But that difference of opinion, whether you are for the bill or against the bill, does not need to be on a live sporting event on ESPN. It doesn't. You know, I'm not turning on the NCAA tournament to listen to Courtney Lyle and Carolyn Peck, all right? Tell us why they're going silent for two minutes and then tell us a threat to any human rights is a threat to all human rights. No, that's not why I'm watching live sporting events on ESPN. All right. Keep your political commentary to yourself. Okay. Keep it to yourself. All right. Are we, what's next? All right. Are you going to be selective in what you talk about and what you don't talk about on ESPN? Okay. I'm not turning on the masters. And want whomever is the host, Scott Van Pelt, let's say, you know, I don't want to turn on the Masters in two weeks and have Scott Van Pelt go on and tell me about the don't say gay bill. All right. I don't think he will either. That's not what I want. That's not what I'm doing. That's not why I'm watching the Masters. I don't want to watch the Stanley Cup playoffs and have Kenny Albert, you know, Talk to me about the LGBTQIA and the don't say gay bill. That's not a that's not why I'm watching the Stanley Cup playoffs for. I'm actually watching sports to get away from all of the political noise. And I, it bothers me. So I'm done. I'm I'm not turning on ESPN. You come to my place, you're not gonna find ESPN on. Not gonna be on. If the Masters is on on Thursday and Friday, it will be on. And if I have to watch when I say I have to, if I want to watch a Stanley Cup game that's on ESPN, I'll watch. But that's it. That is absolutely it. And again, if you want to come out and put a statement out like Disney and ESPN did, by the way, Disney's the parent company of ESPN, then I'm fine. I'm absolutely fine. In the meantime, you know, if ESPN is really serious about this, then don't televise any state, don't televise any athletics, don't tell televise any events from Florida. Put your money where your mouth is. 
Stay out of Florida. Stay out of Florida. You know, I don't want to see you doing any Marlins games. I don't want you see. I don't want to see you doing any Rays games. I don't want to see you doing any Tampa Bay Lightning games or the Florida Panthers. Stay out of Florida. I don't want to see you going to Florida to get on a cruise ship. All right? I don't want to see you going to Disney World. I don't want to see you spending your entertainment dollars in the state of Florida. If that's how you feel, then stay away from Florida. Boycott Florida the way I'm boycotting you. Pretty simple. If it is that forefront to you where you feel that this bill, the don't say gay bill, you know, it's obviously strong enough for you to think it's perfectly fine for your announcers and your host to talk about it and then have a two-minute moment of silence. Then, you know what? Back up your convictions. Don't televise any sporting events in Florida. You really want to make a statement? Make a statement. Make a statement. All right, if you want to talk about any of those things, Hit your hand icon, raise your hand, and we'll do it. Just for the record, to be transparent, I have absolutely no problem with this bill. I don't. I personally, if I had a young son or daughter, my two boys are grown, or if I had a granddaughter or grandson, I would be perfectly fine knowing that my child is going to kindergarten, okay, or first grade or second grade, And this will not be on the curriculum. I am absolutely perfectly fine. And it has nothing to do with how I feel about the LGBTQIA community at all. Nothing to do with that at all. As a matter of fact, I think I said this last week, and I'll talk about this story again because I think it's important. You know, I really try to emphasize since I started doing the podcast back in October of 2020, you know what? Go out and have a conversation that may be uncomfortable with somebody. Go out and reach out to somebody who doesn't look like you, who's not like you, who comes from a different walk of life, and find out about that individual. And so when Leah Thomas, the very controversial transgender woman from Penn, competing and winning all these events in the NCAA, which has also created a firestorm, I want to get some more education. I have one of my very best friends and his wife. They have a daughter who at about age 15, might even have been 14, but I believe it was 15, decided that she wanted to transition into being a boy. And so she cut all of her hair off. She started taking certain hormones. She would wrap up her breasts with a very tight wrap before she got dressed. She started wearing boys' clothes to school and so on and so forth. And I've had many discussions with them about what this has been like. And then I noticed that on my social media account, I have a transgender woman who was interacting, responding to some of my things that I put out on social media. So I sent her a direct message and I said, Hey, you know what? I I would really enjoy talking with you if that would be okay. And I would love to get your perspective on how you feel about Leah Thomas. And she got back to me and said, absolutely. And we had about 30 minute conversation, maybe more. And I learned a lot. All right. I don't know anything about, you know, transgender or transgenders, I should say. When I say I don't know anything about, I want to get into the the head of somebody. I want to find out, you know, how old were they when they knew that they were in the, as, as she phrased it, you know, was born the wrong sex and so on and so forth. And so I educated myself. Doesn't mean I have to agree with it or not agree with it. That's not even the point. The point is, you know, get some knowledge and understand what it is that is now becoming a very hot topic in this country. So I did that. 
Doesn't mean I'm great. Doesn't mean I'm an expert. Doesn't. I just wanted to broaden my horizons a little bit. But with that said, I don't want my son or daughter or grandson or granddaughter, you know, having this discussed at that age. I don't think it's appropriate. And it doesn't mean that I am biased against the LGBTQ community. Doesn't mean I'm against human rights. I mean, really, I'm against human rights because in Florida, they don't want their children in kindergarten, first grade or second grade, or I think maybe even third grade, having this as part of the curriculum. I mean, that makes me what? What, what does that make me? Does that make me a bad person? They say a threat to any, humans, any human rights is a threat to all human rights. Really, that's a threat to humans' rights because you don't want kindergartens, all right? Because you don't want boys and girls in kindergarten to be listening to this in their classroom. That makes me, I'm against human rights. What the hell is wrong with this world? Seriously, what's wrong with this world? And I got I to gotta turn on ESPN and have that jam down my throat? No, I don't want that jam down my throat. And even if I agreed with the don't say gay bill, all right, I still don't want to jam down my throat. That's not why I'm watching ESPN. That's not what I want. That's not why I'm watching sports. I don't want it in the NFL. I don't want it in the NHL. I don't want it anywhere. And I have no problem coming out and saying, hey, I'm, I'm fine with the bill. I think it's actually, I, I'm, I'm for it. And I live in the state of Florida. And I don't have a son or a daughter that age. And I don't have any grandchildren yet. But if I did, that would make me very comfortable, actually that I live in a state that is going to prevent my son or daughter at that early of an age having that as part of any curriculum. That actually would be very comforting to me, but that's just me. And if my neighbor feels differently, I'm fine with that. I respect how my neighbor feels. If my neighbor feels like that bill is wrong and they're going to fight it, then that's fine. I encourage them to do so, but that doesn't make me against human rights. Really? Are we freaking kidding with this kind of... Language, because I think that the bill is fine and that I would be absolutely in favor of having that in my school, that means that I am a threat to humans' rights and all humans' rights? Really? And that, to me, this doesn't have anything to do with human rights. It has to do with, like, common sense. That's what the hell this is. This isn't about human rights. This is about common sense, common freaking sense. That's what we're talking about here. Are we going to start, you know, teaching our young children about pornography too? Are we going to start teaching them about, you know, other things at this early age? I mean, hey, if we're going to go there, why don't we go there? Why don't we just open it all up? Why don't we start handing out guns and, you know, take our, you know, kindergartners and our first graders to a shooting range and teach them how to shoot too while we're at it? Seriously, where are you going to stop? It's just unbelievable to me. It really is. And I, now now because I'm, I'm okay with this bill, I'm now in the category of I'm threatening all human rights. Thank you, ESPN. Thank you. You just lost a viewer. I'm not watching you anymore. Other than a live sporting event, which I can't get anywhere else, like the Masters on Thursday and Friday. But if you want me to watch your network, stop with the political bullshit. All right, let's move on. Let's get to some phone calls today. And why don't we check in with Al? Hello, Al. How are you today? <laughs> Maybe I'm trying. I'm searching for words, but I like to call you and give you my feedback in two cents. And here's my take. First off, I think the bill is kindergarten through third grade. Is that what I'm understanding? Just lost you. The, the, you oh, you did? Yeah, go ahead. Now I got you. Go ahead. Is the bill, I think it's kindergarten through third grade. Yes. Come on, man. I'm with you 100%. Now, you know, and I'm not, I have a, my 31-year-old son is gay. You know, hey, I I love my son. I accept him. I, I love his partner. He's got a real nice kid guy, and I'm happy. He has somebody, I'm, I'm fine with it, but I, come on, kindergarten to third grade. I don't want, I don't need my kids sitting in a classroom. I raised two kids. I got a daughter who's two years older than him. He's 31 now. I'll tell you, I never sat down and had to talk about, 
you know, sometimes you might see two guys or two ladies kissing. I never thought to have the talk. If they came to me with a question, that's I would be sure. Well, so people, sometimes people are the same. They like people, and I've raised my kids to just be respectful. I don't want that. You don't need, they don't need that in school until maybe junior high. I, I agree, but but you know what, Al? But here's the point, Al. Regardless of what side of the fence you're on, and you and I are on the same side, no. I respect others that aren't, but it shouldn't be on ESPN. I shouldn't have to turn on a live sporting event. And by the way, I wasn't watching the women's college game on Friday, but uh, I shouldn't have to think that I'm going to watch a live sporting event on ESPN and I'm going to have these political narratives jammed down my throat. That's not that's not why I'm watching the game. If I want that, I'll turn on CNN or Fox or MSNBC or whatever my news channel is. That's where I'll get my news. I don't want my I don't want this on ESPN when I'm watching a live sporting event. Stay away from that. I don't want it. Amen. Amen to that. But, you know, I'm always nine. That's why I love you and listen to you, because, you know, we're I'm a year older and we're almost like everything you say. I'm like, yeah, I can't can't disagree. And the whole thing is. I don't want to hear social with my sports. I, we've had this talk before. You've covered this numerous times. You know, it's it's just the social media and the, everybody's got to discuss things. Keep it separate. I don't want. You know what it is? It's called wokeness. It's called it's called wokeness. It's called uh, ESPN is so over the top woke that, you know, it's ridiculous. They allow their uh, talent like Stephen A. Smith to, you know, completely embarrass himself in the network with his comments about Shohei Otani, about names on the Nigerian basketball team. And we can go on and on and nothing happens to him. Mark Jones can go and make uh, the most ridiculous, uh, I think, racist tweets. And, you know, and and nothing happens to him. He actually got a new uh, he got a new contract with a raise at ESPN. And it's like, wait a minute. Stop here. Let let's let's take a step back and analyze what the hell we're doing as a network. I'm done with ESPN. I'm not watching them anymore with the exception. And I'm being, I'm, listen, I, you know how I am, Al. I tell you how I feel. I'm not going to sit there and tell you, I'm not going to watch the masters. I'm watching the masters on Thursday and Friday in two weeks on ESPN, because that's the only place I can get it, but I'm not watching sports center. I'm not watching any of their shows. I'm done. I'm not, I'm, I'm not turning on that network. And if you come over uh, to my place, you will not find ESPN on in my TV, not happening, not doing it. You won't find it on my TV either. And, you know, I'll tell you, I'll tell you, you are always a straight shooter. You're always straight up. And I, I just treat, treat, raise my kids, you know, disrespect people. I mean, whatever they're, you know, treat yes. people with, with yes. respect. Yes. And, and be happy. Be right. Thanks, Val. Al, I appreciate it. we're going to get some other calls. Okay. Sure. Hey, you take, take care. care. I really enjoyed the phone call. I, 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 oh, I'm sorry, Al. And, you know, I don't care. I don't care about your sexuality. I never have. I don't care about your religion. I never have. All right. I don't care. I don't care about your political affiliation. I'm doing a sports show. Doesn't matter to me. All right. I don't care if you're gay or straight. I don't care if you're bisexual. I don't care if you're Islam, Catholic, Protestant, Jewish. I don't care. Doesn't matter to me. You're either a good person or you're not a good person. That's how I analyze you. I don't care about the color of your skin. I don't care about anything. I care about one simple criteria when I look at a person. Are you a good person or are you not? The rest, I don't care. doesn't matter to me. It really doesn't. Does, does, I don't know why things have to be that challenging in life. All right, let's get to uh, Jerry. Jerry, you're on with uh, Grant Napier here on Listen App. Hi, Jerry. Hey, Grant. How you doing? I'm good, Jerry. What's up? Hey, Grant, got a, a quick thing about Kevin Durant. You know what? I mean, I'm just so sick and tired of this guy. I mean, he's so freaking sensitive. He can say whatever he wants to say to fans, which I thought was very inappropriate. And nothing ever happens. I mean, I mean, I don't know what happened to this fan, but you know what? I mean, where's the commissioner? I mean, you know, you know, grow some balls. Speak up. Speak up about your league, dude. Speak up about it. Yeah, and then you saw what Yusuf Nurkic did the other night, which, by the way, he was just fined $40,000 for confronting a fan and then throwing the fan's cell phone. Really? I mean, like, what what is going on? Now, they have said they're not really sure what preceded the incident, but you have league security. Each team has league security. All you need to do if you have a real problem with a fan is go up to your security and let them know. You walk over to a fan, you grab their phone, and you chuck it. 
Like, what the hell's going on with these athletes? You know, Durant last week telling a fan just got to shut the F up and sit down because the fan said, hey, Kevin, time to take over the game. I mean, what what kind of what kind of league are we talking about here? And where is the commissioner? The commissioner, obviously, by remaining silent to me, is saying I condone these type of acts. I mean, he's the commissioner of the freaking league. As you said, grow a pair and come out and make a statement condemning this type of behavior by the players in your league because they're pushing away fans. That's what they're doing. Grant, these players, yeah, that's exactly what they're doing. These players, you know, nothing's being said by the commissioner. They can do whatever they want to do. It's not right. You know, we play, we pay top dollars to get into the arena to watch these guys, and that's the way you want to treat your fans? Seriously. Well, I'm with you. Thanks, Jerry. Appreciate it. You know, and again, I didn't do this show today to talk about specifically the bill in Florida. That's not the point. The point of my rant today and this show is to say, I, I don't want that. That's not why I'm watching sports for. I don't want it. I really don't. And to me, it just comes down to common sense. Common sense. You know, I, ha- I have to think about my son or daughter at that age, at age five, Six, seven, and eight. Seriously. Having a teacher who would have the authority to do so, to start talking about these issues at that age? Uh uh. That's not why I'm sending my son or daughter, granddaughter, grandson to school. Not what I want. I actually support the bill in Florida, and I don't have any problem saying so. And if you have a problem with the bill, I don't have a problem. <laughs> That's okay, too. I respect your opinion. You know? I respect your opinion. You know, Ellie Duncan of ESPN said that if teachers can't talk about sex and gender theory with six-year-olds, that is a threat a threat to the LGBT community. Really? So you're telling me that if I prevent, and I'm in favor of preventing my six-year-old from having discussion about the LGBT community, that I'm a threat to that community? Really, Ellie? Really? Wow. Unfreaking believable. But that's the world that we're living in today. And of course, she has no problem going on ESPN and telling everyone that. Well, I don't have any problem going on my show or any other show and telling you that I think you're full of it and you're delusional and you're not dealing with common sense. That's what I think. I got to have ESPN tell me what my six-year-old son or daughter needs to learn or not learn at school. Really? Thanks, ESPN. Thanks. That's just great. That's great. You know? Unbelievable. Yeah, but they won't talk about Leah Thomas. You ever see ESPN talking about Leah Thomas? This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Stress. We all have it to a degree, big, small, but I think you can agree we all carry around different stressors. Most of you know what I've gone through the last four years, complete career change, moving across the country, filing a lawsuit, being in the news often, dealing with all of that, trust me, has not been easy. And if you keep things bottled up, it can really have a negative impact on your life. Therapy is a safe space. You get things off your chest. You can figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills. You can set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. And you know what, folks? It's not just for those who have experienced major trauma. Hey, if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's online. It's easy, convenient, flexible, and it's suited to your schedule. All you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist. Switch therapist anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash grant today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash grant. 
Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Nope. Nope. Don't want to go there. Don't want to go there. And by the way, that's why I reached out to the transgender uh, woman, Sarah, because I wanted to find out what she thought about Leah Thomas. I wanted to educate myself from a person that is transgender. And I had a great conversation with her. I really did. And I consider her a friend now, and we still text back and forth. I have all the respect in the world for her. I want her to be happy. I want everybody to be happy. None. I mean, I don't know why you have to talk sex of any kind, sexual orientation, sex period, with a child in kindergarten, first grade, second grade, or third grade. Really? Is that necessary? And ESPN's got to tell me it's necessary? Really? And again, that's on ESPN, and as she is talking, Ellie Duncan, all the scores of the woman's first round or on the right side of the screen. And underneath it, it says Ohio State versus Missouri State. And she's talking about this on ESPN. That's great. Well, guess what? Say goodbye to ESPN. Because it's not out of my house anymore, I can tell you that. Not happening. I'm done with them. Until they change their ways, I am done with them. Cody, you're next here on Listen App. Hi, Cody. Hey, Grant. How's it going? Good, Cody. What's happening today? Oh, man, I just, you know, I feel like the type of conversation that you had with Sarah is not a conversation that happens in volume where there's a seeking for understanding um, because of the wokeness, because of all these things. We're just such a divided country on on both sides. You know, we're yep. we're, we're so uh, rooted in these, you know, very opposite beliefs or uh, feelings or opinions. We can't, we forgot to have a conversation about people, you know, we forgot to have how to have conversations with people. We forgot because of COVID and uh, yep. being stuck behind a screen, we forgot how to be able to, you know, just love people for people, man. And uh, you know what else we did? We, we forgot, we forgot how to respect people that have different opinions than us. In other words, I don't have to agree with what you believe in, but I should have the respect to say, okay, this individual feels differently than I do, but let's not just attack each other. Let's have a conversation and figure out why this individual feels the way they do and why I feel the way I do. And then at the end of the conversation, say, hey, man, I really enjoyed that. Thanks very much for the time. Good luck to you. I still don't agree with what you believe in, but I respect you. What? Why is it so difficult to respect people? I don't understand that. I don't understand. There's a lot of labeling and everything that happens. The uh I, I hate Twitter. I use Twitter to uh, get my updates from Shams and uh, Woj. Um, one of the I, yep. I'm from Sacramento, but live in Utah. One of the uh, jazz reporters, his name is Andy Larson. He uh, posted something today politically, and I I started I started interacting on on Twitter about my opinion on it, and it's about um, basically allowing trans. Uh, Cody, you just dropped out on me. You there? Cody, I'd love to get the, the final on that. Cody? Yeah, can you hear me? Cody. All right. Yeah, so you said that you were just saying that the different uh, political opinion and you said the uh, about trans and then you got cut off. So go ahead. Yeah, pick it up what that. you were saying. Yeah, so Andy Larson, a, a sports reporter in Utah, posted something political about how, you know, basically the the Utah legislator is, you know, all bigots and, and, not, and not because they're not allowing – uh, trans kids and competing into women's sports. And right. uh, I started interacting with that, which in the Twitterverse is not very good. <laughs> but uh, I got like crucified for it. And I could care less if a uh, biological girl goes and transitions to a man and wants to compete in, in boys' sports. There's no advantage. 
Um, I have a problem because I'm a father when it's the reverse. And, yep. uh, but I get crucified because, uh, you know, I'm a bigot suddenly, even though I could care less if it was trans, you know, boys playing on boys teams, you know, it's, it's just an interesting thing. And there's so many labels that are put out there. I use common sense and common sense would tell me how could anyone look at Leah Thomas and say that she does not have an unfair advantage in competition against her fellow competitors. How could anyone honestly look at that situation and come to any other conclusion other than Leah Thomas has a unfair advantage against her competitors? And isn't sports supposed to be about fairness? Shouldn't the playing field be fair? This is nowhere near fair. And I don't know how anyone in their right mind can argue that. How could anyone possibly argue about that? It's it's to protect, you know, in, in the words of the people that were attacking me on Twitter today, it's so that, you know, those trans uh, boys can uh, be able to play with their friends, you know, and, and uh, yeah, I don't know. I for me, I think Caitlyn Jenner's uh, opinion on Leah Thomas was actually really interesting because you're taking an Olympic yes. athlete yep. in the sport of swimming. And this trans woman is saying a biological boy should not be competing in women's Correct. Sports. That's correct. And that, that is somebody that's been lot. there. And th- yes, that's correct. It, it does say a lot. Uh, but for whatever reason, somebody with that expertise in the sports world competing as a man, okay, who has transitioned to a woman, uh, for whatever reason, it's almost like that has been swept under the rug because it's not part of the quote unquote woke culture in other words it's like oh you're not falling in line with us becoming woke uh it's a shame it's just an absolute shame but you know again again, i always like to use i always talk about common sense common sense to me in this particular instance is right there i mean leah thomas has an unfair advantage in her competition and all you need to do is look at the times that she's putting up in the pool against her other competitors she's it's it's not even a, it's not even competitive. She's blowing them uh, away in the pool. Well, why do you think that is? Well, it's pretty easy why that is. I mean, it's simple. I, I, why do people want to ignore that? And why do people think that's okay? It's not okay. It's wrong. It's flat out wrong. Now, I don't have a solution. I don't think that Leah Thomas should be banned from competing in sports. I really don't. I believe that she should be able to compete in sports. However, I don't believe that under the current NCAA rules that the playing field is fair. They need to figure out a way to make it fair. I don't know if you say, well, if you're a – and again, I'm throwing out just a, off the top of my head that you have to uh, give a two-second head start to your competition. I mean, you know, I'm just throwing different – different ideas out. I don't think she should be banned from competing, but it, it has to be a level playing field. It's not a level yep. playing field right now. It's just not. No, you're absolutely right. And here's, here's the reality. There is no actual hard written statistics on this, but there is a very common belief within uh, just a lot of scholars that the transgender community grows and doubles each year. Right. So the, the amount of yes. people that are gaining the confidence to come out as it. And, and if, if that's you, yes. great, you know, come out. Um, yep. But the, it, it doubles it, it, every single year. And reality is, is that over time, why don't we just create, you know, we right now we're a two gender uh, category community with sports. There's women's sports and there's men's sports. Why not with the new age of things and the world that we live in have three categories? Have transgender sports. Yeah. Yeah. I'm all for that. You know, it's interesting you said that because my one of my best friends who, you know, has a daughter that wants to transition into, you know, a, a, a male um, in her high school. She was part of a group that included over 50 others just like her. And in not in some cases, there were uh, boys that wanted to transition uh, to girls. But. Over 50 in the high school, think about that for a minute. So you're absolutely correct with what you're saying. You were 100% correct. But I go back to the premise of why I talked about this today. I don't want to hear that on ESPN. That's not why I am turning on ESPN, okay? And, and again, if you turn on ESPN, you'll never see anything on Leah Thomas. They don't touch that with a 10-foot pole. Why is it okay to flash or bash the bill in Florida, but yet you will not even – 
go anywhere near the Leah Thomas story. Why is that, ESPN? Why is that? Can I get your perspective on that? Why do you think that they're not touching the Leah Thomas issue? Because I think they're afraid of any potential backlash uh, of their political stance. That's why. I think they conform with the easy way out. They have no balls. They have no moxie. They have no vigor. And so they just let things fly because the management at ESPN is too afraid of any backlash, any recourse from any group uh, in, in having to do with anything political. That's why. I, I, they, they are, they have no backbone. They have absolute no backbone. That's, That's why I think. Yeah, well, what do you uh, think? No, I, I agree completely. I think they are a, they are a woke society that, that uh, can't stand up for what, I, you know, what's interesting to me, right? You have the whole Rachel Nichols thing, right? You have a, a white reporter that they allowed to get crucified because of a private conversation that she had, which Correct. had no, no, nothing to do with racist intentions. It was That's correct. S- simply stating facts. And uh, but because they're woke, they they basically derailed a very, very young, promising reporters who isn't a minority. Yep. Right. Uh, she's a yep. woman. That's a minority in the sports world. Yep. And uh, yeah, it's a, uh, it's really, it's really sad to see. That. Hey, I don't know if I, you heard about a guy. I don't know if you heard about this guy that was the TV announcer for the Sacramento Kings for 32 years and had a radio <laughs> show in Sacramento for 26 years. All he did was put out on Twitter, all lives matter, every single one. And uh, within 48 hours, he had lost his career. Have you heard of that person? 100%. And that's, so my father, I, I'm, I'm young. I'm 27. My father is about your uh-huh. age, though. He's a little older than you. I think he's 66. Mm-hmm. I worry because, like, my my dad loves everybody, but you know, I don't. And correct me if I'm wrong, Grant, but I think that you probably were educated into what all lives matter meant in terms of the yes. context at that time. I that's correct. When that happened to you, because of some of the you know positions that my father holds. I worried that something would happen to him if he were to ever express something publicly like that. Yeah, it's uh, I, and it, it would. It's it, crazy. yeah. And listen, I, I uh, anyone that listened to my show over the years, I, I would say that almost everyone wouldn't know whether how I vote. They wouldn't know whether I vote Democrat or Republican because I never discussed that. I never went anywhere near politics. Okay. People probably had no idea what my religion was because I never talked about religion on the air. And I, I, I stayed away from these uh, topics, but now that I'm not on the radio anymore. You know, the first principle of seven principles of my religion, which is the Unitarian Universalist, the first principle is the one that I've lived my life by. And it's the inherent worth and dignity of every person. That's the first principle in the religion of the Unitarian Universalist. And by the way, we are the study of all religions. But the very first principle, the inherent worth and dignity of every person. And I've been taught that ever since I was old enough to walk and speak. And that's how I live my life. And I don't, again, here we are in what, March of 2022. And are there still really people out there? Seriously, now, I'm not trying to be funny. I'm not trying to be, are there really still people out there that don't think all lives matter, every single one's okay to say? I mean, we saw George Floyd's brother say that after uh, Derek Chauvin was uh, convicted of murder. He said it right on the, uh, he said it right on the steps of the courthouse. All right. Of course, Um, that wasn't broadcasted. No. Well, it's just a joke. You know, we, again, the whole thing is um, our society and cancel culture and everything else. But again, I got back to my original premise. And this is a great call, Cody. I really enjoy talking with you. I'm going to turn on ESPN to watch a sporting event. And this is now that the, these are the topics that I have to endure. And I mean, endure. That's why I'm, I'm, I'm watching sports for entertainment to get away from the real world. Uh, I, I don't want that. And I'll tell you, if I had been watching the NCAA game on Friday, the women's NCAA tournament, I would have turned it off. As soon as I had heard Ellie Duncan talk about it at halftime, and then subsequently the announcers at the beginning of the second half, I wouldn't have seen the two-minute moment of silence in the second half because I would have turned it off. Seriously, it's it's it's, it's a disgrace. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I've really appreciated this call. If I can, I'd love to ask you a question. Yep. Um, I... As I said, I live in Utah now. I grew up in Sacramento. 
um, I flew back for that um, arena farewell thing that they gave or did this last weekend. And yeah. it was, it was heartbreaking yet again to know that you weren't there. Um, Thank you. Did, did you ever hear of anything from them or like, I was not asked to show up. Uh, I was, no one reached out to me about attending or anything else like that. Were you forbidden from it? Forbidden for going? I could have gone. I mean, I'm, okay. I'm sure I could have gone, but, uh, in all fairness, if I had been asked, I probably would it not have gone. Um, but I wasn't asked, so I didn't have to make that, I didn't have to make that, uh, choice, but I probably would not have gone. Fair enough. Well, we miss you. There's a lot of people in the Sacramento Kings community that watch every single game and unfortunately watch, uh, in mute. Uh, and, uh, it's because you guys aren't there anymore. We love, I will say Katie's awesome. Um, but it's hard to listen to other voices. I appreciate it very much. You take care. Okay. Thanks for the call. You too. All right. Bye. Bye. By the way, speaking about, and thank you. That was a great call. Thinking about, uh, Leah Thomas, you can Google anything. Uh, and you can see the controversy from other swimmers regarding Leah Thomas. Matter of fact, the competitor uh, that missed out on the finals because of Leah Thomas went on a, a, a great rant about the NCAA. And she actually said, hey, I don't have a problem with Leah competing, but we need to make it fair. Right? One swimmer said, when we travel, we are allowed to travel with 26, but our championship team is 18. So there were 36 girls competing for those 18 spots, and Leah takes a spot, the Penn swimmer said. So a girl that is of Ivy League championship caliber will not get to go because of Leah. So you work your entire life. You swim ever since you're a little girl up through the ranks. You're in the Ivy League, and you lose a spot in the championship because of Leah Thomas. It's not fair. And, you know, a lot of people are talking about this because she won the 500-yard freestyle NCAA Female Swimming Championship. And she is the first, I guess, I think the correct term would be openly transgender athlete to ever win a individual NCAA event. And so there are those that are speaking out and maybe we should have a transgender competition, have a man's men's event, women's event, and a transgender category. Maybe. Maybe. All right. Um, if you want to get in on the program, all you need to do is hit your hand icon and we can do it. I just will go back and say it one more time. I don't want to see this when I'm watching a game. I do not want to see it as I'm watching a game. And again, you don't see ESPN talking about the Leah Thomas controversy. And it is a controversy. That's not even debatable. It is a controversy, period. And you can go and Google any story anywhere, and you can read about the controversy all right just the way it is you know just the way it is and there are a lot of different viewpoints and you know i respect different opinions i really do i think it's good to talk about these things all right let's get to some more phone calls here on listen app grant napier on this busy day with romeo hello romeo doing good how are you um you know what i'm gonna put you back in the audience i'm gonna do me i'm gonna put you back in the audience try to do the same routine again because you're breaking up you have a bad connection and i would love to hear what you have to say so let's try it one more time and uh put you on all right i would love to hear what you have to say all right, let's see. We'll do it. There's Romeo. Let's hopefully hope this will do it better. 
And we put them up uh, in queue. And here is round two. All right, Romeo, let's try it again. Go ahead. All right, Grant, can you hear me all right? Yes, much better. Thank you. Awesome. Um, first and foremost, one of two things. I couldn't agree more with you as far as ESPN. I thought it was bull crap that they were using their platform during a NCAA game to basically try to spew their political agenda on the fan base of everybody watching the game. Um, I agree 100% with you. I'm there to watch the game. I'm there to listen, to watch sports, get away from the real world. I don't want to be hearing any of that political crap. And I go back to something you said yesterday, which is if ESPN is so concerned with it, then they need to put their money where their mouth is and just stop broadcasting sporting events um, in Florida if it's such a big issue to them. Amen. Uh, it was out of line. It's wrong. And unfortunately, uh, it appears that that's the road that ESPN has chosen to go. And so when's the next time that we're going to have to have political uh, agenda jammed down our throats when we watch a game? Right. Yeah, I couldn't agree more with you. And secondly, on the Deshaun Watson, um, it's kind of mind boggling to me how he has all these open lawsuits with the 22 women. Um, and the fact that he gets that big contract from the Cleveland Browns and on top of that is expected to what be suspended for a minimum of, what, six games by chance. But then you look at other things that happened, like Calvin Ridley got suspended for an entire year. For a whole year, yeah. Gambling, Tom Brady suspended for, what, four games for Deflategate. And, I mean, for Deshaun Watson to possibly get maybe six games, I mean, maybe it's just me, but I think if he's found yep. guilty of anything, he should be suspended for a year in regards to what everything else is done because by the NFL standards, anything that's uh, like sexual misconduct or abuse against a woman, I mean, you can go against Ray Rice or Adrian Peterson. I mean, these guys hardly got a sentence of what like Tom Brady or other guys got for things that would be seemed far less severe in comparison to what Deshaun Watson's done, which is more severe in those cases. Yeah, no question. Appreciate the call. Have a yeah, good rest you, of the day. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate it. You know, Sebastian Coe had some interesting comments. Uh, Sebastian, by the way, is the World Athletics president. And he said women's sports is in a very fragile place. And he said, quote, it is inevitable that is as in any element of science, you will go on understanding and learning. But there is no question to me that testosterone is the key determinant in performance. All right. And went on and said. What would happen if the debate raging through swimming spreads to track and field? And Co said, if I feel that we've got the right process in place and what we're doing is in large part evidence and science based, I will feel a whole heap more comfortable. You can't be oblivious to the public sentiment. Of course not. But science is important. If I wasn't satisfied with the science that we have and the experts that we have used and the in-house teams that have been working on this for a long time, if I wasn't comfortable with that, this would be a very different landscape. So, again, you can read comments on this uh, pretty much from everywhere. All right. If you want to get in on the program today, all you got to do is hit your hand icon. And the reason why I'm talking about this, if you're joining me a little bit late, is I'm t I'm done with ESPN. I'm just done. I'm tired. I really am. I'm tired of their political agenda and their crap being jammed down my throat. I'm done. I'm turning it off. You know? I'm very I'm done. You know, and the Michael Phelps of the world, you know, he came out a couple months ago, was it? And he said that the controversy surrounding Leah Thomas is very complicated. Well, it's really not very complicated. You know, it's not complicated. It's unfair. All right. It's not complicated, Michael Phelps. It's called unfair. And everyone knows it's unfair. It doesn't mean that Leah Thomas should not be able to compete. It means that there needs to be a change in the guidelines to make all competition fair. Period. Period. It, it's not. It's actually not complicated at all, Michael. It's called common sense. And again, Leah Thomas should have the right to participate in NCAA sports. She should. But there needs to be 
a, a different category or there has to be some rule in place. There has to be something that can make the playing field, and in this case, the swimming pool, fair for all competitors. What sports if you don't have an equal playing field? I, I don't get that. How can you have a sporting event that's not on equal ground, on equal footing? I I don't understand that. Michael Phelps made that statement back in January of this year. And again, he was tiptoeing around it. Again, very complicated. I mean, you know, he was talking about doping in his sport. And the impact of doping, and you know, he went, he he made that analogy. All right, but he did say this. I think this leads back to the organizing committees again, because it has to be a level playing field. That's something that we all need, because that's what sports are. For me, I don't know where this is going to go. I don't know what's going to happen, but it, it definitely does need to be a level playing field. That's for sure. I don't, I don't think anybody can debate that. What's, what's a sporting competition if it's not a level playing field? Jeff, you're next. Hello, Jeff. What's going on today? I got to go put kids to bed in two seconds here, but I wanted to answer your question. Sports without any level playing field, I, I think that's called politics, actually. So just yes. write that down yes. as my answer. <laughs> Thanks. How old are your you. kids? How, how old are your kids? Uh, I, I've got a seven-year-old and a five-year-old. All right. So you're right in the category. Would you want them to have that as part of their curriculum when they go to school? No, absolutely not. That's the responsibility of the parents. And it, it's and look, I, I had I had family members reach out recently because they found out that there was some sex ed going on for five and six year olds at some of my my nieces and nephews' schools. And I had to kind of sit them down and go, Hey, you don't have to get outraged. I had sex ed at five and sixth grade. Like you start learning what the parts are called. You start anatomy. You start learning those things. You got to learn some of that stuff. Promotion yeah. of things is not okay, but learning these things is okay. There's a science and then there's a doctrine, if you want to call that. Look, learning about these things isn't a bad thing, especially once you start getting into those young teenage, you know, those late late childhood years, early teenage years. You got you to gotta start teaching kids I agree. things. You can't, they can't I agree be oblivious that. to the world or they're going to end up in bad places. I agree but with that. You have, but it's all from an education standpoint. And absolutely, parents have not some say in it, all of the say in it. Now, should every person be a parent? We can have that debate later. But the parents are the ones that get to decide when that stuff comes to them. And in my opinion putting these things in front of kids and forcing them to learn it at a young age is I, I'm going to get a little too political with you here, but I'm going to say it out loud. It's child abuse. Take that with, with what, with every grain of salt you want, but you can't, you can't just confuse kids in, in, in those developing years, teaching them, educating them is different than indoctrinating and telling them you can't tell me any three or four or five year old. They're all dumb. I love them, but they are, they're dumb. And it's because they're small humans. And it's not, it's not because they're dumb. It's just because they're small humans. They're dumb because they're sure. small. Right. So this idea that they're deciding things for their life, I'm a boy, I'm a girl, any of that stuff. My, my, my kids can't rationalize fairly basic things and you, you're going to make them, let them make life decisions. Yeah, it's I, well said, Jeff. Very well said. Well, put your kids to bed. You're yeah, uh, awesome. A really good call. I really appreciate it. We'll talk to you soon. Take care. Yeah, talk to you soon. Too. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Step into the world of power, loyalty 
and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. You know, the problem with Jeff is he makes too much sense. Talk about common sense. He's spot on right there. And again, if you feel different, I'm not saying that your opinion is not welcome here or anywhere else. I'll listen to you. I just have a difference of opinion. But regardless, you know, again, as I'm trying to stay on the path here is this isn't something that needs to be on ESPN when I'm watching a sporting event. Since when does ESPN feel like they have the right to educate me or give me their viewpoint or their opinion on a bill in the state of Florida, right? But yet they won't even come close to talking about Leah Thomas. Nothing. Gone. Nothing at all. Won't even hear it. Stay away from it. Seriously. Don't even want to go near it. But it's okay to talk about the bill in Florida and jam it down my throat. That's great. But you lost the viewer. I'm not watching it anymore. You know? You know, you don't want to hear, you know, Ellie Duncan can speak out about the legislation in the studio of ESPN. But she she refuses to comment on Leah Thomas. Why is that, Ellie? Why don't you just speak about all the issues that are facing our sports world today and our society today? Why are you ignoring that? Again, selective BS agenda by a sports network. I'm not going to deal with it anymore. I've elected to turn off my TV set. Not dealing with it. Don't want to. So goodbye to ESPN. Again, my exceptions are the Masters and the Stanley Cup playoffs because I have to, if I want to watch my sports, that's where I'm going to get it from. But I'm, I'm just, I just can't believe where our society is today and our country is today. I, I really can't. I really can't. And I don't know if I would have been able to have a conversation like this on the radio station in Sacramento. I'm sure I would have had people calling up and bitching and moaning, and they would say, I'm uh, this or I'm that, and I'm anti-LGBTQ community, and, you know, say whatever you want, right? Seriously. If you have a difference of opinion, I'm fine with your difference of opinion. But the one thing I'm never going to agree with you on is that it's okay for ESPN to jam this down my throat when I'm watching a sporting event. I'll listen to your opinion. And I'll respect what you have to say, but I won't agree with it because there's nothing that you're going to be able to say to me that's going to make me change my mind about what is discussed during a sporting event, period. Don't want to deal with it. That's not why I'm watching the game. That's not why I have turned on my TV. Don't want it. And to Adam Silver's credit, He acknowledged it with the bubble in Orlando. And Black Lives Matter was everywhere on your screen, on the court, on the walls, on warm-ups. I mean, it was everywhere. And you saw what happened. Fans were like, please, really? And what did Adam Silver say after the NBA Finals before the start of the next year? He came out and said, you know, he goes, in retrospect, we probably went too far. And we have to acknowledge that there are many people that just want to tune into the game for the game. And so you didn't see Black Lives Matter logos on the court or in the arenas or anywhere else, right? Why? Because Adam Silver realized that that's a mistake. Now, he said that we encourage our players to continue their social justice narratives and we will support them and He said all the right things then, but the first thing he did was he admitted that we made a mistake. That's the first thing he did, and he fixed it. So good for him. 
All right. Good show today. Really enjoyed it. Thanks for your phone calls. Be well, and we'll talk to you again tomorrow. All right? Until then, Grant Napier saying... Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.